0: Hi everybody, it's Erin and I'm coming at you with a quick trigger warning. Obviously, you guys can tell from the title of this episode that we're going to be talking about mental health, but we also talk about suicide, self-harm, we talk about kind of just everything under the sun of mental health, and if any of that triggers you, I would highly recommend not listening to this episode and maybe listening to an episode that we've had in the past, but we thank you guys so much for your support and we hope you guys enjoy this episode nonetheless. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be
1: connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. Be sure to add Love You Mean It in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application.
0: Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg, and welcome back to this week's
1: episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're talking about all things mental health. Erin and I both have experience with mental health, unfortunately, <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about our experiences, like how we got help, all that good stuff, and then we're also going to be talking about the pandemic and how it's affected everyone's mental health, and we're going to give you guys some strategies to help cope with it, mm-hmm. because- it's a fucked up time
0: yeah uh we've been kind of like teasing this episode topic for a really long time but we're finally here bringing it for you guys i'm excited to talk about how like covid has affected all of this because it has definitely had an effect
1: this has just like affected every single person like negatively well i mean
0: like even people that didn't have mental health issues before all of this now do yeah because of everything yeah
1: so but we're gonna talk about that later so yeah but before we get into that, we're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Just be sure to check out our merch. I know I've been saying this for a long time, but this weekend I'm going to sit down and actually design more stuff and upload it to the feed and give you guys the info on where to find it, all that good stuff. Um, you can tap the link in our bio. It'll bring you right to our Redbubble shop. Um, they're also having a sale. I did do an in-feed post, but by the time that you guys l- like listen to this, it will have ended but they do sales. Like honestly, I'd say like once a month.
0: Yeah, and I would so. say to follow our Instagram because that's where Meg posts about all of the sales happening. And I'm making all my purchases tomorrow, so I can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's at Love You it Podcast. Go follow for to stay updated you know
0: yeah and then like meg said there's a bunch of links in our bio but another link in our bio is to support the podcast we by no means expect or are forcing anybody to support the podcast but if you have the money to monetarily support us we would really appreciate it to help us get better equipment and to do further giveaways in the future
1: i guess we're gonna do everyone's favorite segment <laughs> which is our only segment we're so lame this is the loving unit podcast so every week we talk about what we're loving but we're also talking about what we're hating and what I'm hating this week is my <laughs> knee pain. Now, I've never had any knee pain before, but like randomly, I think it started on like Monday, I like woke up with my knee hurting and like, I don't know why. And it just hurts. Like when I go to straighten my knee, like I get like a really sharp pain and I don't know. It's, like, my literal whole kneecap. Like, I can't even, like, localize it. Mm-hmm. And there's no bruising or anything. Like, it was it was swollen. It's, so like, gone random. down. It's just so weird. And, like, I didn't do anything. Like, I literally did nothing where that could be a result. Like, I didn't work out the
0: day before or anything. Like, I know. Like, Sunday was the day that, like the first day in a while where we've done literally nothing like
1: literally laid on the couch all day so i'm just really confused yeah like why my knee hurt but i iced it and stuff like that but yeah it's just been like really bothering me and like when i get up in the middle of the night to like go to the bathroom i'd say like that's when it hurts the most and i'm also like disoriented so i'm like what the (laughs) fuck's going on like every night i wake up pretty much at like 3 or 4 a.m to like go pee
0: Interesting.
1: It's it's really annoying. I, I never go to the bathroom during the night. I need I literally wake up and I like am about to explode. Like oh. like I can go before I go like I go to sleep and then I still wake up in the middle of the night and then I have to pee again when I wake up in the morning. Okay,
0: like I go to bed and it's like a lot of people will like go to like they'll go to the bathroom go to their bed and then like be on their phones for a while like no i have to pee like right before my eyes are about to close and then i wake up and i normally have to like obviously pee in the morning or something but i i never wake up in the middle of the night and i always thought that was so interesting that like people have to like get up in the middle of the night i hate you (laughs) i don't think it's weird it's just like i just think it's interesting because like i've never been that person yeah well it's nice not to have something <laughs> sorry
1: i also noticed that you go to the bathroom every time before we're about to eat yeah why
0: i don't know it's like just because like i'd like to be able to like after we eat just be able to bowl and not being like, oh, yeah, I have to, like, go to the bathroom. No,
1: like, guys, I'm literally not kidding. Every single time we eat something, she, like, has to go to the bathroom. And yeah. I just, like, sit there awkwardly for, like, three minutes oh and God, wait you. Oh, my God, you have to wait. You can just eat. Because I'm not a rude bitch. I know, but... I wasn't raised in a barn.
0: No, but, like... It had to be 6th or 7th grade, so maybe I was, like, in my first year of middle school or something. Okay. And, like, I was fine, like, whatever, but I had to pee really bad, and I took the bus home, and I was walking home from the bus stop, and I think I forgot my key or something mm-hmm. like that, but I, it was, like, winter, and I literally peed my pants. Like, not even, like, oh, I tinkle a little bit. Like, my pants were soaking wet. Okay, and I think, me. like ever since then that, that was the only time I've ever had like anything like that happen to me but I think like ever since then I don't know I just like get nervous about like yeah. needing to pee or something and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna pee my pants
1: I mean I chat myself when I was in <laughs> well I was like seven or eight okay that's different well yeah because I went to I've, I think I've told this before but I went to an apple orchard and I ate an apple from Ugh. the tree And I'm pretty sure what happened was that it had pesticides on it or something. Because that was the only thing I had that day. Mm -hmm. And, like, immediately after, I, like, had to shit. But, like, we were in Vermont and we were, like, on our way home. And (laughs) I was, like, if you've ever been in Vermont, it's, like, there's, like, 30-minute breaks in between each exit. I didn't have to, like, poop until we were, like, midway to the next exit. And I just couldn't hold it. And I just shot myself. And it went all down my legs and everything no. And like I remember Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway was playing on the radio So like every time I hear that song I like, get so <laughs> triggered um, And then my mom like took me Into a McDonald's bathroom and God. like I had to throw out my jeans <laughs> And then like she was just sitting there Wiping my legs And I, <laughs> I, The like, fact we're the telling shit, this right she, now She was like oh honey And I literally like disassociated <laughs> Like, I was somewhere else. <laughs> Mentally, I, I was, was not, not there. there. I just was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I did. Holy shit. Holy- I wouldn't say holy shit, but like. And literally. then, like, I had my clothes in the car from, like, because we were visiting my cousin. Yeah. And, like, I had my clothes, so she just, like, brought another pair of pants in. And then I just, like, <laughs> went back in the car and was like, all right. Okay. Here's another three-hour drive. This is going to be lit.
0: No, but, like, it was just, like, so I feel really bad that I, like made you wait but it's like it's i fine. It's, I just never
1: knew why but
0: it's like always like i'm about to eat too so i'm like why don't i just like fucking empty myself <laughs> so i can fill it
1: back up you know i just don't really care like if i shit myself again like i shit myself No, it's
0: like it's not even like i'm really worried that i'm going to pee myself again it's just like you
1: can't stop it, it's just like it. habit
0: almost you know just to yeah. like go now before no, I guess. but i feel bad now that i like i mean it's you fine wait. you literally have to pee it's all right but what i'm hating this week is my phone charger I've had the same phone charger. It was like an iPad charger for mm. like three years now. And so it honestly did me well. So I can't really be that mad at it. But a few weeks ago, I took it out of the wall and like one of the prongs came loose. Yeah, It was just kind of loose for a while. But I brought my phone charger to work yesterday. Meg and I work at the same place. And I let Meg borrow it and she put it into the wall. It was fine. And then when I went to take it out when I was leaving, I just like ripped it out of the wall. And then I came home and I went to plug my phone into the wall. And I was like, oh and there was no prong and then i went back to work the next day and it was at least sticking out of the outlet oh my god so yeah um so basically i don't really have one right now but i'm going to my parents house on friday and i have i'm pretty sure i have a block there so i'll just plug it into the cord but
1: what have you been using in your laptop um
0: so, no so the we have an extension cord that our wi-fi box is plugged into uh-huh. like in the kitchen and it has like attachment for you to oh, just put the cord yeah. in which is pretty dope so i love technology But yeah, I've just been doing that. I'm pretty sure I have an extra box. I know, but that I was like, I
1: just didn't want you to go get it, so it's literally I can there's one right there. Oh (laughs) (laughs) there's literally one (laughs) right next to us. There
0: is one not even Okay, problem solved. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well I'm not hating that anymore. But what are you loving, Meg?
1: What I'm loving this week is my Loving Me in a t shirt. It's just kind of cool. Having like a piece of clothing that like I designed. I don't know, it's pretty cool. I got the black t-shirt that has the white lettering on it and it just says like love you mean it in like small lowercase letters. And it's just really cute. It's really minimalistic. It goes with everything. It's just a vibe and I am really happy that I got it. I so, love it. It's so cute. Yeah, I got it on it was actually another Redbubble sale. They were having free shipping and like Redbubble shipping is like kind of expensive yeah for whatever reason i think it's because it's like an australian company Mm -hmm. so like i don't know if it has anything to do with it but so like i saved a lot of money by doing that but also you could save a lot of money by like shopping with the sales so Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll try and let you guys know but i really like it it's like really really good quality it's i guess like thick like, it just feels like a thick, like, really soft, like, durable material. But it's, like, it's not, like, tough. It's just, like, very, like, durable but soft. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, the perfect, like, consistency for a t-shirt.
0: I love that. Maybe I'll be purchasing one yeah, tomorrow. Yeah,
1: I highly recommend. What are you loving?
0: I'm loving kind of something stupid, my AirPods. Um, I'm surprised that we haven't said this so far. But I was, like, we keep, like, a running list of everything that we've said that we're loving. And I'm just really loving my AirPods. I got them for my birthday... Mm-hmm. yeah i got that for my birthday and i just love them so much like today when i was doing d- the dishes earlier and you were like why did i like why did you do my dishes because i had my airpods in i just yeah. get lost in it meg was trying to talk to me and i'm like sorry airpods okay me. So, me being a douchebag. yeah no like i remember when meg got airpods last year i was like I, d- I remember i did an instagram poll and i was like do airpods change you as a person and a lot of people said yes and i agree i think they do i feel like a different person if you guys were wondering i have the og airpods i do so not do have I. the the pros
1: I bought my boyfriend, John, the pros for his birthday this year. So back in June, this motherfucker didn't empty his pockets. They were in his jean pockets. And like, he got mad at me for not checking them. But I was like, that's not my problem. I'm doing your laundry. This is not a Uh, Exactly. So I was like, okay, first of all, fuck you. Um, But yeah, so they went through the wash and they were fine. Like they actually went through the dryer too. Wow. Like, not fully, but, like, because he, like, we were sitting there, and we heard, like, a weird noise, and he was like, what is that? And then, like, we went through everything, and we found the AirPods. Like, we found, like, one singular AirPod. It was, like, out of the case, and I was like oh i was like well there goes like 200 whatever dollars like i was like i'm not getting you a new pair like, yeah your SOL. we found the other pair like the other bud and then we found like the console thing and i was just like oh my god and then we checked to see if it worked and it, it did That's and there's pretty no shocking. issues with it it still sounds the same like the noise cancellation still works i was just like wow so i think they're a good
0: investment so thank you airpods
1: i've heard of other people putting them through the wash and they were also fine yeah so i don't know I, I, th- I want the, I I want them, the pros. Because the first generation don't really fit that well in my ears. They kind of fall out. Yeah.
0: See, like my ears if I'm were like, made
1: perfectly for Like it. if I'm like running or like doing something, like it's they like don't say it in my ears.
0: Yeah. My ears were literally God like created the apple earbud yeah. like design, if you will, for my ears. If it it's perfectly.
1: Not me at all.
0: See, but like the AirPod Pros, like with that squishy part, that is my that, worst nightmare. That
1: literally is made for my ears so I'm i also happy just have weird ears i'm happy that they came out with those yeah
0: so. I, it's just nice that you have like two options yeah no i agree but yeah i guess we'll just get into the topic mental illness check <laughs> <laughs> mental illness
1: haul. okay it's mental illness <laughs> then, yeah we're doing our <laughs> mental health haul right now um so we're gonna tell you all the shit that we have
0: mm-hmm. what do you have aaron so my list is quite short so i've been clinically diagnosed with situational anxiety but i would say that i have i wouldn't know if i would just like say generalized anxiety disorder but i have anxiety yeah whatever i've been on medication for it in the past i think
1: you have like anxious tendencies yes but i don't don't think i necessarily
0: have the disorder yeah like it's like Well, I guess we'll get into that, but it's like, I've been diagnosed with situational anxiety, but I don't have, like, GAD, any of that. There was a time, a point in time when I was suspected to have ADHD. We never went through with the testing because I needed, like, a note from my teachers. Yeah. And my teachers were like, no. Like, I don't think you have it. They were like, I don't think you have it. And I was like, oh, fuck. But (laughs) it was, like, my sophomore year of high school. I don't, I don't really remember why, but I thought that I had ADHD. Well, like, okay, what me. other people thought I did. huh?
1: Well, I know that girls display it differently than, yeah. like, traditional, like, symptoms. So mm-hmm. I don't so, know.
0: Never gotten fully tested, Maybe but. you could. Mental illness in it.
1: No, because I feel like people only associate, like, ADHD with, like, twitching mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, just being, like. Yeah.
0: And just being, like, scattered. and, 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 and yeah.
1: stuff. Like, that's not always what it is. Yeah. So anyway you could so i have what's called generalized anxiety disorder and i have a definition for you guys because i never really know how to explain it i know it's defined as this condition has symptoms similar to panic disorder obsessive compulsive disorder and other types of anxiety these symptoms include constant worry restlessness and trouble with concentration and it's characterized like so basically like in order to receive a diagnosis, you have to have six months or more of chronic exaggerated worry and tension that is unfounded or much more severe than the normal anxiety most people experience. Mm -hmm. So, like, basically, the way I would describe it in, like, a very, like, lax way is, like, that little part of your brain called the amygdala that's, like, responsible for fear Mm -hmm. is, like, always turned on, basically. And so, like, I have trouble... Like, I guess, deciphering, like, when I should be nervous. So, like, I'm just nervous all the time. Yeah. And, like, stuff that, like, wouldn't really, like, trigger other people triggers me. Yeah. So, like, mostly, though, I would say that my anxiety manifests physically. I always have shoulder tension and, like, just back, like, soreness and stuff. And then, like, my muscles ache, like, pretty much, like, all the time. I've just, like, gotten used to it. Um, and then I I think it's just because, like, my muscles are just, like, tense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always, like, tensed up. Um, I also experience, like, headaches a lot. Um, sometimes I just get, like, confused or, like, spaced out because I'm just, like, thinking about, like, so many things at once. And, like, I think, like, I am also prescribed, like, a sleeping medication. I usually don't, like take that i used to have to take that but i now my issue is like staying asleep. so like i also think i have sleep apnea yeah because like my boyfriend john says i stopped breathing so like usually when you have sleep apnea you like fall asleep really really fast mm-hmm. but then you like don't stay asleep you yeah. just like keep waking up so that also affects me and i also have um clinical depression so i have a lot of Going on with me. Yeah. Um, I am on medication for it. I will get into that later on. But I guess we could talk about, like, when we knew we mm-hmm. had, like, a mental illness. So, like, when would you say, like, that you first experienced it?
0: So, like I said, I was a sophomore in high school when I realized that, like, I kind of was, like, do I have ADHD tendencies? Like, mm-hmm. what? But I was always kind of on the lookout for anxious tendencies in myself because my dad is I don't think he's ever been diagnosed with depression but he has generalized anxiety disorder and he is on medication still to this day he has been for decades Mm -hmm. and so I was kind of like on the lookout for that and I remember like senior year of high school like me and my friends went to like a get-together it wasn't even like a party yeah and I had like a panic attack yeah like at the party and like Mm -hmm. my mom picked me up and I like came home and was like freaking out and even I remember like even younger I don't know why I just skipped over this but like being in like middle school and stuff like we would go to the movies and I would like have panic attacks like at the movies or like in lines or like Mm -hmm. large groups of people but then it really wasn't until I went to college that I like really it really hit Mm -hmm. me I grew up pretty like well off and like Mm -hmm. the friend family department my family's very close i had the same five best friends Mm -hmm. all of high school middle school most of elementary school yeah and i went to college and i was expecting it to be so much different Mm -hmm. i i feel like with everybody like you just have these like high expectations of like what you expect college to be and everything and i was putting way 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 too much pressure on myself and expecting it to be like this huge perfect thing and so I got anxious then and I didn't really mention this before when Meg was talking about it but my anxiety I don't and that doesn't necessarily manifest physically however my anxiety does like manifest in like physically when it comes to like my stomach so like yep. I will like throw up I'll mm-hmm. be nauseous all this stuff and so like the first weekend of school like the first weekend mm-hmm. I lost like five pounds yeah because I didn't eat anything and I just threw yeah. up constantly yeah. and like I mean like it, it, it ended up being like a running joke in my friend group but yeah. like the first weekend I was so anxious that like I'd be like oh guys I'll be right back like I'm gonna go get my charger and I would like Maybe. go to my room and throw up That's and like my make mood. myself throw up yeah and I was it was just like ridiculous and because
1: well, you just feel so like nauseous you're like I'm just gonna get this over with oh yeah so I was like yeah it's not bulimia like Like, you're literally like if I don't throw up now I don't know when I'm going to throw up exactly
0: I was like I just need to get this like bad feeling over with Mm -hmm. and then it got better and like we're gonna get more into I will have I'm gonna have to insert a trigger warning suicidal ideations in Mm -hmm. a little bit but after that I had a really big like mid my freshman year I had a really big like friendship breakup almost Mm -hmm. and from then i didn't really have any friends and so i became super depressed i failed my math class Mm -hmm. which i was a straight a student Mm -hmm. top of my class in high school literally failed my math class wouldn't leave my bed like i would still i would go to like the gym and stuff but it's like i literally never talked to anybody i was going home constantly yeah yeah and then it really wasn't until college then that that like really happened but I guess we'll get into it in a little bit like what made us get help but what what was your story
1: I guess like I don't know it's not like super different I just remember being like a young kid and just having I guess like what you would say like stomach issues I remember like especially I think it kind of started when I was in like third and fourth grade is when I like remember it the most I would just get like I would throw up pretty much every day before school and then I started playing sports and which I don't know why because like I feel like it just like exacerbated my anxiety yeah so like every time there was like I liked going to practices but every time there was like a game I would have to throw up I would be like me I would be like okay um I'm just gonna run like oh I need to put deodorant on or oh I forgot my pre-wrap or like oh forgot this I would literally be like puking in the toilet I don't know, it just sucks, but, like, you also kind of come to expect it, so yeah. you're like, oh, whatever, like, I'm just gonna go throw up. Yeah, ah. beer uh. This girl that, like, wasn't actually my friend, but in sixth grade, like, I was going on a date with, like, my crush, like, a double date, <laughs> and I ended up dating him. He was the hottest guy in the grade, so flex. T- <laughs> um, <laughs> so flex. But we were doing, like, a double date, kind of, mm. and, like, I was really nervous, so I threw up um, at her house, and then she told everyone that I was bulimic. And then I had to go to like the school's guidance department and they were like, are you bulimic? And I was like, no, nah. I literally was just nervous.
0: Wait, um, wait, can I talk about Pancheros really quick? Yeah. Meg and I were going on, it wasn't even like a double date, but it was like a guy that she was like kind of talking to and like his friends. And like I was slow keeping being set up with one of them and I was so nervous mm-hmm. that we went and got dinner beforehand and Meg and I like always go to the bathroom together. Like it's like a running joke. And I threw up in the bathroom beforehand, so... Yeah sorry okay,
1: sorry. yeah that's just you know that's how it is so I just would throw up a lot and then I remember I don't know just being like like just generally anxious like if I remember like my heart would just pound like in class and stuff like that because I was so scared like someone was gonna call on me like I just it, I was just very aware of like what was going on and like all the bad things that could happen to me so I like, I don't know. It's kind of a shitty way to live, but, like, I just was so used to it that I didn't think about it. And I literally thought that, like, everybody was like that. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to someone with generalized anxiety disorder, like, they pretty much all say the same thing, that, like, it's gone back for as long as they can remember. And, like, it's just how it's always been. And... that's just so true. Like, I don't know, I can't like pinpoint an exact time or Mm -hmm. like a situation where it happened. But like, as long as I can remember, it's just been like that. So it got really bad when I was in college. And I remember I was home and I was just like, I was having panic attacks constantly. And like, I was just having like a really hard time, like being motivated and just like, staying on top of everything. I was just like, really, really, really overwhelmed. And then like, I remember... My back and my shoulders hurt so bad that I would just, like, literally lay in bed and cry. And, like, the only thing that, like, would help me would be, like, me warming up a heating pad and, like, putting it on me and just, like, laying there. Or, like, taking, like, a scorching hot shower. Mm -hmm. And, like, my I would just, like, when I would go home, like, I would just make my mom, like, rub my shoulders because I was, like, I literally and feel like my back is like gonna break Mm -hmm. and so I was just like I can't do this anymore like I like I literally had a mental breakdown with my mom in the car like I was just sitting in the passenger seat and I just like for no reason just like fucking lost it and I was just like I need to like see someone like I think I need to be on medication and she was just like yeah like I've been thinking that for a while like we'll get you help so then um she like my mom is like friends with a psychologist and she like recommended someone and so I just like called her and then I like walked in with like a list of all my symptoms I recommend you do that so like if you do choose to like seek help with a therapist whether it's a psychiatrist or a psychologist I think you should write down all your symptoms and for how long you've been experiencing them because they're going to ask you. Yeah. Because they can't diagnose you with anything unless it's been a specific amount of time. Yeah. Like the manual that they use, it's called the the diagnostic statistical manual. It's the DSM for short. You have to meet certain criteria and it has to be for a certain amount of time. So like before, when I said you have to have six months or more like of chronic worry to, in order to be diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, mm-hmm so like I basically just like was like hey like these are all my symptoms and she was like okay like yeah you have generalized anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. she's like right off the bat she was like you a thousand percent do and I was just like okay and she's like I also like can see that you're depressed and stuff like that like you meet the criteria and then I literally walked out with a prescription yeah and that was it and like I've been on two different meds but I'll get into that later But yeah, like it's really helped me. Um, I really like medication. Yeah. It's like, it sucks at first, like going on it again. I'll talk about that later, but in the long run, it's helped me a lot. Clearly
0: we've both been through a little bit, (laughs) figured out a little bit. But so I thought I would talk about, I guess, suicide ideation and like thoughts of suicide Mm -hmm. because I mean, a few months ago it was like national suicide awareness month. Mm -hmm. And like, I saw a lot of people like posting their story and stuff And I don't know, hopefully like anybody listening, like this would help them Mm -hmm. that like literally even if you feel because that's like Meg and I have talked about before that like literally one of the only reasons that we're still here is because of like each other and then like our family and and, like our friends. And it's like even there's I know there's people out there that feel like they don't have friends or like feel like they don't have family that cares about Mm -hmm. them. But like even if you feel like that, like we care about you and like we want you here like you need to be here so if you're listening to this and you have thought about it in the past or are like presently currently thinking about it like we need you here but like I said like my freshman year of college I went through a really bad like honestly like the last six months I would definitely consider it like a depressive episode Mm -hmm. like failing my classes not giving a shit like I wasn't talking to anybody all of this stuff like literally didn't care about myself like Mm -hmm. at all yeah and um like there was just like multiple nights where like I wasn't hanging out with anybody or I was just like watching Netflix by myself and like at this point like the first six months of like my college like my first year like my best friend Ariel like our friend Ariel like she was also going through a hard time too, so we could kind of like kind of relate mm-hmm. on that end. But the second six months, she had moved to Boston mm-hmm. to go to like the school with her ex boyfriend, her current boyfriend at the time. Like went and like all of literally all of my friends from high school w- went to school in Boston, mm-hmm. and like I was in like Rhode Island by myself. Yeah, I had just had a really bad friendship breakup, all of this stuff and i was like seriously considering like taking my own life
1: yeah which
0: is sad to think about Mm -hmm. and like i've never even told this but i like literally wrote a note
1: yeah
0: i've like never even said that to anybody and here i am saying it to like possibly hundreds of people but like i literally wrote like a note out yeah and i was like okay i'm gonna write like a detailed note to like every single person who Mm -hmm. like means a lot to me and like i remember i ended up like obviously crumpling it because i was like literally what how would i even do it i was like I was, like, I have a roommate who is, like, a friend of mine. Like, how, like, what? But it's just sad to think about that, like, even if I did. And, like, in years past since that's happened, of course, like, literally even, like, this year. I mean, I feel like everyone. I've, like, been, like, yo, do I, do I kill myself? Do do I want to be here? I'm, like, do do I, like, do I even want to be here anymore? But, like, I don't know. You just got to remind yourself that, like, that's not the answer. And... I can't even... Even, like, last night, we watched, like, the Gloria Vanderbilt documentary. Mm -hmm. And, like, she talked about, like, watching her son... Like, his... Like, her son killed himself in front of her. Mm -hmm. And, like, watching her, like, relive that. I can't even imagine, like, doing that to, like, my family. Or, like, doing that to, like, you or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just really sad to even think that, like, if I had killed myself, like, I never even would have met you. Yeah.
1: No, I know. It's it's i don't know there's always reasons to stay even if it doesn't seem like there are
0: our dms are always open if you guys are like going through that because i know when you're in that like irrational spiral Mm -hmm. you're like literally nothing can make it feel better a lot of the times you just need to like blurt it out or like tell someone yeah like we're always here for you guys
1: yeah and just like there's literally always like resources there's always like the hot the suicide hotline is 100 percent anonymous it's Mm -hmm. 24 hours seven days a week like there there's just so many resources to help you stay and it's just a short-term solution like to your problem and like I don't know like something that like when I was experiencing suicidal ideation like I still do sometimes but like I don't actually like have a plan yeah or anything like Like, like,
0: I I remember telling my therapist too like in my freshman year of college I was like I was like I've thought about it I'm gonna be honest mm -hmm. but I was like I know that I would never actually do it yeah I'm just letting you know that like I've thought about yeah it. like
1: I think that's almost like to an extent normal yeah because like in my psychology classes like um my professors have talked about like how it's normal like if you if you're looking at a train and you're like oh like what if I walked in front of that yeah. train like she's like that's like my professor was like that's normal like yeah. people do that all the time but it's like when you actually spend like prolonged periods like thinking about it or, like, like make it's, actions. it's a common occurrence. Like, every time you do something, you're like, oh, I, I like, want to kill myself. Or, yeah. like, if you're saying it or, like, just showing, like, self-harm behaviors and stuff like that, like, that's when it becomes an issue. So, I think if it's, like, a one-off experience, like, oh, like, haha, like, what if I, like, walked in front of a bus mm-hmm. or something? Like, that's, like, not, I think, like, anything to worry about. But, like I said, if it's, like, prolonged. But, yeah, like... I especially this year I've thought about it mm-hmm. like I again like I don't think I have the intent like mm-hmm. I don't think I actually like would go through with it, um like truly I don't like I don't even Aaron and I have had this conversation where we're like how would we even do it yeah like I don't know, and like I just could not do that to my friends or family but it's I it's, would literally kill you yeah no <laughs> me bringing you back to life and then killing and you just again. to kill you like it's just like literally
0: i just feel so bad for people that don't have close friends Mm -hmm. or family and like feel like this because it's like i literally live with someone who like means so much to Mm -hmm. me that it's like i would rather die Mm -hmm. than like do that to you yeah and even especially because we've both been so depressed slash Mm -hmm. anxious in the past thinking about like just knowing How, what that would do to somebody like the
1: guilt that they would feel and all that stuff.
0: Kind of a stupid example, but I think about when Tati released that video about James Mm -hmm. and she was like, I know that this could like push him over the edge Mm -hmm. and like make him want to kill himself. And I'm like, You're gonna do that to someone knowing that they could do that?
1: Big Aquarius vibe. She's an Aquarius vibe. No, I know, but I don't know. I like. I think it's definitely something that a lot of people go through, but they don't necessarily talk about it. Mm -hmm. And like, we're here to talk about it. Like we've both experienced it. Like sometimes, like I remember, like I would think about like when I was driving, I would think about like just driving my car off the road Mm -hmm. and like I would think about that like a lot. Um, I don't really think about that now, but like I did for like probably about like six months to a year. I would just think about it and like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's, like, I would necessarily, like, die, but... Yeah. No, but it's, but like... But just, like, self-harming. Like, I, I've never, like, cut myself or anything because, like, I'm terrified of blood. Yeah. So, like, I don't, think, I don't think I could. But, like, I do, like, self-harm in other ways. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I'll overeat or, like, I pick at my, my cuticles, mm-hmm. to, like, to the point where they're bleeding. Yeah. Or, like, I drink way too much coffee and then don't fucking eat anything and then I feel like shit Mm -hmm. and like or you know it's just like stuff like that like not going to bed early like not like just not exercising like just not taking care of yourself there's
0: like ways of self-harm that you Mm -hmm. don't really realize are like as important as they are
1: yeah and so I think it's important to like be aware of that and like just to just kind of be honest with yourself and be like, hey, like, am I doing these things? Why am I doing these things? Yeah. I think, like, a really good way to, like, if you are, like, experiencing suicide, suicidal ideations is to obviously talk to someone. But I think maybe, like, writing things down and just, like, writing, like, just taking out all that pain and, like, putting it on the paper and saying, mm-hmm. like, You can almost see, like, that you're being irrational, like, just, like, reading it over. Oh, my God, yeah. And then... Or, like, saying it out loud. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. Like, why am I doing that? Like, you almost have to, like, shock yourself. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I think another thing to, like, combat that is to realize, like, what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe every time that you feel like you don't want to be here anymore, say three things you're grateful for. Yeah. Or, like my mom always says like you can walk you can breathe you can see you can taste like just focus on the things that like you're able to do and then that like centers you a little bit
0: and like take it easy on yourself yeah. Yeah. especially that's what really what 2020 has taught me like I'm like oh my god I'm not doing this I'm not doing that I'm not doing this but I'm like just the fact that like I mean, Haley kind of talked about this in the episode that we did, but it's, like, just, like, you're surviving, like, right now. Like, you're surviving, like, everything that's going on. And, like, Meg said, like, that's what I did when I was in, like, the depths of it. Like, my Mm -hmm. freshman year, like, my therapist was, like, you should make a list of what she was, like, you should keep a journal. And so I Mm -hmm. kept a journal. I haven't really journaled much since, but, like, I still have that journal. Mm -hmm. And, like, looking back on it, I'm, like, you are one crazy ass bitch I'm like you literally sound insane but like one thing I always did at the top was I would write what I was grateful for and so it definitely helps but like like Meg said you literally just have to shock yourself and like you just realize how like ridiculous you sound
1: yeah but like sometimes it's really hard to do that Mm -hmm. like you just like you just have to recognize it in yourself and then just get help. There's literally no shame, especially now. Oh my god. There's no shame. In There's no help. shame. There's no shame at all.
0: I could list pages and pages of people that I know that, that have started that therapy have started therapy, during especially quarantine. during now. Yeah. But like, what made you like? I guess we kind of talked about it. As I guess, but not really. Like, what was like really the breaking point to like get help?
1: Well, I think it was like when I had that mental breakdown. Card. Yeah. And like, I just was. I just remember like feeling so like isolated and like i didn't i didn't want to be around anybody and like it was just so hard to like get myself to like even do basic things like mm-hmm. shower and like do all this stuff and like i think that's like the problem especially with like american culture is that like we wait until we're like dying yeah until to you're get like help. dead Like, you wait until, like, you're in terrible condition. You don't say, like, oh, like, I kind of feel anxious. Like, you literally wait until that's the only option. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I was just, like, I can't function. Like, I think when it starts, like, interfering with your daily life and, like, how you function, you need to get help. Yeah. Like, ideally before then, but, like, if you... If you, like, can't get out of bed and, like, you can't, like, go to work, you can't go to school, like, you literally don't give a shit about anything or yourself, you need to get help.
0: Yeah. One thing that I am grateful for is that, like, kind of... So, like, my breaking point was, like, of actually taking my mental health seriously was, like, when I wrote that suicide note and was, like, I'm like i'm putting effort Mm -hmm. into thinking about not being on this planet anymore that's when i really need to take it seriously i I did a podcast episode all about this i can link it down below but um basically like after my freshman year i ended up taking off a semester for Mm -hmm. my mental health and i started seeing a therapist and then i got on medication and then i transferred to the school where meg and i met Mm -hmm. so that's exciting but i don't know i think it was like one thing i do like pride myself on is that like when like my freshman year started and I was like already like fucked up from it like Mm -hmm. but the first week I start I started going to therapy yeah and so like I do think that helped me but I remember like I literally was having a mental fucking breakdown on campus and my therapist was on vacation yeah so that but also that kind of reminded me too that like obviously as much as a therapist can help you you can't depend on like anybody yeah, but it's like you can't put all of your hope into like this one person like
1: being no, able to they fix you they can't save you they can help you yeah but they're, they're not like wizards you. Yeah. yeah like you have to want to help yourself mm-hmm. and like they can a therapist can like they can teach you strategies and like stuff on like how to cope with your life but they can't wave a magic wand and take all your problems away so mm-hmm. i think it's it's the therapy is not the be all end all and neither is medication yeah but they both do help okay so I guess we could talk about like how to get help so like I said like my mom just like had a therapist friend and she recommended someone so like that's how I got help so you could always ask your friends or family members like hey like have you ever seen a therapist like um, can I have their information like that's totally normal for people to ask for other I've had people say like oh like who's your gynecologist or like you know mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah for sure that's totally normal
0: it shouldn't be taboo especially like no. you can
1: also just like do research like of therapists like I did that too before like my mom's friend gave a recommendation I was like I was googling um, just like therapists in my area and then they usually will say like on their website like what insurances they take and stuff like that Um, so that is like if you can find one in your network it makes it a lot more affordable Mm -hmm. especially if there's like medication involved yeah so i would try and get that
0: yeah like i got prescribed medicine from my like my general practitioner Mm -hmm. but i found the therapist that i'm on now so like i started going to her after my freshman year saw her for like eight months and then i took like a two-year break and then at the start of 2020 i started but even before the pandemic and everything, I started seeing her. Mm -hmm. And then I also, another resource I would say is to, if you you are Mm -hmm. a college student to look on campus. So my freshman year of college, I saw a therapist on campus. And then at my new school at the start of 2020, I started seeing a therapist in conjunction with my outside of school therapist. And I mean, you have to make sure that they both like know that the other one exists. Yeah. Yeah. Because like my, my like at school, school therapist was like does she know like is she cool because some therapists have like distinct like yeah. tracks and distinct practices they want you to follow and mm-hmm. they don't really want it to be derailed derailed yeah. but at the time it wasn't really anxiety that i was dealing with it was more just like needing to just talk you know and so like obviously she was cool with that but definitely make sure but yeah. on campus therapy is really great you're already paying tuition might as well squeeze out as much as you can Yeah. take advantage
1: of the resources yeah exactly they have. you might be able to like I don't know if there's any like if you're if you have insurance like you might be able to like look up like maybe through their website maybe like who's eligible I don't know maybe I feel like you could probably do that I mean
0: I just think you're making a great point that like insurance is everything oh 100% yeah I mean like so like I said I've been seeing the same therapist over four years but like I took a two-year break I've switched insurances since then yeah and my and she costs more now Mm -hmm. than she did when I first started seeing her and so that's
1: definitely something to like Keep in mind. No, like, I remember um, when I first started seeing my therapist, like, the thing that's hard about it, though, is that, like, some therapists aren't accepting new clients. Yes. So even if you find someone, you might not be able to get in for a while, or, like, they might be accepting new clients, but you might have to wait a month. Like, Mm -hmm. I had to wait a month, and I was, like, literally about to fucking kill myself, and I had to wait a month, so... I mean like at that point like I was like okay like I kind of saw like a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and I was like okay like I'm gonna talk to someone like it'll be okay so I think that helped me just like booking the appointment in general um but I think like what like when I first started I like she wasn't in my network at Mm -hmm. all but I was like mom I don't care i was like i am unwell like yeah. i need to talk to someone like right now when you
0: get to that point like you just need to you do don't it. care and
1: my mom was like i think it was only like 50 dollars or something so my mom was just like i don't give a shit yeah. like yeah like do it and so like she so i just would like give her a check or something like every time i saw her um and then i switched insurances and now like i don't have to pay anything mm-hmm. so like it's great so like just keep in mind if your insurance has changed, like, you might have to pay out of pocket. But, like, yeah. it's your mental, health. No, your mental like, health. Your mental health is priceless and you need to prioritize that yeah. just as much as your physical health.
0: I have to pay out of pocket and I'm at the point in, like, my mental health journey, I'd say. Also, don't feel bad if you have to see a therapist more than once a week. Oh, like, yeah, no, that's totally normal. I, I used to see, I, as I said, I would see two therapists. Ha-ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every week week and a half Mm -hmm. now i see my therapist every like three weeks because it's like i literally have nothing to say Yeah, you know but i don't know just like really just don't make yourself feel bad about that like everybody's different kind of like we talked about in the last episode yeah
1: and like when you find a therapist they can help you like create a treatment plan Mm -hmm. and like you might see them more at the beginning and then less and less like as you go on but, I
0: love my therapist. Yeah, they don't
1: They don't want you to go to them forever. Yeah. Like, as much, like, I know people say, like, oh, they want you to be dependent on them. Like, I don't think that's true. No. Their job is to help you. If you need to go back, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, I think they, they just want to see you do your best. And, mm-hmm. like, they're literally just that person that cheers you on. Yeah. It's like, from the sidelines. Yeah. Another way to get help is through BetterHelp. We are being sponsored by BetterHelp, but they're such a great resource. Everything is done securely online, so you don't have to leave your house, and for those of us With social anxiety, especially during this pandemic, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to. You literally can just stay home. But it's so important right now to just like be mindful of your mental health, not just your physical health. I know there's a pandemic going on and that threat is very real to your physical health, but it's also taking a great toll on your mental health. So right now I'm only seeing a psychiatrist and I'm looking for a psychologist and BetterHelp is here to help. They can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's not a crisis hotline. It's not self-help. It's just professional counseling done
0: online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Like Meg said, this is just so ideal for right now, especially with, like, not wanting to go in person, you know? Especially for those of you that have social anxiety oh my god too, this is
1: perfect you don't have to leave your house
0: yeah you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy which i love better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed i've literally had friends that haven't had those prime therapist matches and i've changed and it, it, that
1: should be really normalized yeah there's no shame in just going to a therapy appointment or having one online and just being like yeah i didn't really mesh well th- with this person that's completely normal you need to be able to relate to your therapist and have an understanding with them in order to get better
0: yeah and BetterHelp makes it so easy it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today visit betterhelp.com loveyoumeanit. That's better, H-E-L-P, better help, and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for our listeners, for our Love You Mean It listeners, you can get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash loveyoumeanit. But now that we kind of talked about how we like kind of figured out how we needed help and ways that we found help, and shout out to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about more about medication.
1: Yeah, I think medication combined with therapy is the most beneficial approach. So, but anyway, we're just going to get into like medication. Erin and I have both taken medication. Um, Unfortunately,
0: I don't remember. Like I'm really not that helpful because unfortunately I don't remember what I was on. It was a really light anxiety medication mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. I lost like 20 pounds. That I really was like the fittest I've ever been. Low key had me on the way to getting an eating disorder, but we're not going to talk about that, but it really, really helped me. And the only reason I stopped was because I ran out and forgot to refill and I'm lucky enough that it was on a very low dose mm-hmm. and towards the end I was only taking a half pill anyway. Yeah. So I was kind of weaning myself off of it strongly recommend i even recommend if you're listening to this do not quit your medicine cold turkey do not quit your medicine because you're feeling good we listened to don't blame me this podcast that we both love and this girl called in for advice because she said that her boyfriend was doing really well and she didn't think that he
1: needed his medication anymore that's the point no like i'm my mom has like a really close friend that she like she was on antidepressants and then she took herself off of it because she was feeling good. And then she completely relapsed and was suicidal and couldn't get out of bed for a month. Yeah. So I think it's like you if you want to get off it, that's fine. But you need to do it with your doctor and you need to wean yourself off of it. There's mm-hmm. a way to do it. Um. But so the first drug that I took was Zoloft. That's just like an OG ssri if you don't know what that is it's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor it basically it messes with your brain chemistry and just gives you some more serotonin zoloft was okay for me like the first week or so of taking an ssri it's like kind of known that you just feel like shit like the way i would describe it was i just felt hungover like the first week like i i had horrible headaches like i just felt like I was like a literal crackhead, like there's no other way to describe it. I just felt like I was like coming, like I almost had like a withdrawal or something, like that's the way I would describe it. And then it, it just like got better. And then after a month, like you really start to see results. And I was on that for, I think like two years. And then I was on the highest dose and I felt like it wasn't really working for me anymore, which sometimes happens. So I was weaned off of that drug and now I am currently on Prozac and I like Prozac better, but I think like switching drugs was hard because you have to like, I was on the highest dose for Zoloft and I had to basically go down to nothing and then switch to a new drug.
0: I can't even imagine.
1: So it was a lot for me, like emotionally, mentally, physically, all that stuff. Like I started getting a lot of like my really bad physical symptoms, like Right now, when I'm on medication, I still have them. They're just not as bad. But, like, when I'm not on medication, it's, like, I have, like, heart palpitations, like, crazy. Like, I, like, it's just wild. Like, I, I like, can't function. So, I, like, n- honestly, this sounds bad, but, like, I, like, need to be on medication. Um, I think, like, people with generalized anxiety disorder, like, pretty much have to be on medication for your whole life just because it is, like, a physical manifestation it's like just your brain chemistry and like how your brain works Mm -hmm. and like yes you can get therapy and like you can try try and treat it with like cognitive behavioral therapy and just like finding better ways of coping and stuff but at the end of the day like it is your brain chemistry and like how you're genetically wired
0: yeah like people say people that say like it's not genetic i'm like i just think it's interesting that i have exactly what my father has yeah
1: no it is yeah shout out to
0: jamie who missed it (laughs) damn it so jealous
1: i'm also on a sleeping medication called trazodone i only take that when needed i haven't been taking it i haven't taken it in a long time it's not like habit forming or anything and a lot of people go on that like if you have insomnia that's typically like what they'll prescribe you
0: didn't you used to have insomnia i did used
1: to have insomnia but now my sleeping patterns have completely changed yeah so like i wasn't able to fall asleep now i can't stay asleep that can happen when you age too what's worse what's worse I think not being able to stay asleep. Yeah. Because, like, when I would not be able to, like, go to sleep, like, at least once I fell asleep, I was just asleep. Yeah. And I would wake up. Like, there's something to be said about having, like, a sound night's sleep. Yeah, like, like just... A complete sleep Yeah. Cycle. Just, like, not, like, waking like waking up constantly, but, like, I check my phone, I, like, get up out of bed, I do things, and it's just, like, then yeah. I can't fall back. of I have, like... I'm like shot to shit the next day too Yeah, because you're just tired and that makes everything worse.
0: There's nothing better than when I'm like, because I'm like the kind of person that like I literally will go to bed at like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. and like wake up at 7 and yeah. like, okay, let's get it. Yeah. And I wake up at like, well, I'll have like a text at like 4 a.m. from Meg.
1: Yeah. No, see, so like, I, I, like text, five. I text you at like weird ass times because I'm just awake.
0: Yeah. But I guess we can transition now into how COVID has affected our mental health now. Just wanted to shout out everybody experiencing like anxiety and depression for the first time. I have multiple friends who started therapy because of everything that's going on and I'm really proud of you guys.
1: Yeah, just recognizing that you need help and then actually like going and getting help is a huge step. A lot of people don't make it that far and they suffer greatly or it might lead to suicide. So the fact that like you're even trying to like better yourself is a huge accomplishment and you should be really proud of yourself.
0: Yeah I feel like when COVID happened it was kind of like I was like welcome to how I think about how I think every day. Yeah. Welcome to the dark side.
1: No like I kind of was almost like there were all these like TikToks of like people that are already anxious and depressed and they were like oh my god now like everyone else knows how we feel all the time. Mm-hmm. And like it is kind of true. It's almost like it's nice it feels like almost Like, there's solidarity between everybody. Well,
0: because that's, like, everyone against, like, a common enemy. Yeah.
1: And I think there's, like, something to be said about someone that knows... How anxiety or depression feels like you can try to explain it to someone all day long, but if they've never experienced it themselves, they're just not going to understand.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, they can't
1: I, like empathize with you. I feel
0: like even like our friendship, like I don't even think we would even be as close as we are if we both hadn't gone through. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I haven't to the extent that you have, so I can't completely empathize. No, but you can't compare
1: yourself to. Yeah, other people. but it's like, like,
0: but it's like we've had friends in the past that haven't had any, any touch issues. of it, and it's like you just don't get it
1: yeah so i think like it how are you just, gonna hate from outside the club you can't even get in <laughs> literally that was literally me at the beginning of covid i was like okay bitch oh you want to talk about how you're so sad oh wait oh you want to talk about how you don't want to leave your house Mm, okay that's literally how i feel every day yeah um so it's kind of funny but i also like we're there for you because like yeah. we get it we're experts yeah (laughs) i'm literally a fucking expert this is
0: why it's like low-key our dream because it's like okay yeah like there's the anxiety of covid and like the anxiety of like Making enough money to survive and like all this stuff, but it's also like, hey, if I stay so unhealthy now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm like, hey, if I stay inside my house and never leave, I won't have to face any of these problems.
1: Yeah, so I mean, there is definitely like a reward to staying inside, like, you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Some signs to look for. In I mean, yourself? like, I, th- I feel
0: like this is helpful, even if it's like other people as well, mm-hmm. because like, I'm sure everybody has somebody in their life who you can kind of see them going down a path mm-hmm. and like. You're like, am I imagining this? What to look for? And you don't necessarily always know who to ask.
1: Yeah, so these are just some of the warning signs. If you're experiencing fear and worry about your own health and the health of your loved ones, your financial situation or job or loss of support or services you rely on, that is so... Yeah. Like, just triggering and it can just induce so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. It sucks, but, like, that's just the reality... That we're living right now, like all these added stressors to just like everyday life. Mm-hmm. It's like almost weird if you're not experiencing anxiety yeah. or depression. If you have any changes in sleep or eating patterns, I know a lot of people have said that they their sleep schedule was like completely whack.
0: Oh, I know everybody like the first month at least, mm-hmm. of even of like
1: the quarantine and everything, everyone was like, I've been sleeping like shit. And I think we're going to go back to that too. Yeah. I think we're definitely going to lock down again. Which I think will be better this time because yeah, we okay. know what to expect. That's what I'm
0: saying. It's like the first, the worst part about the first time was the unknown. Because mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, it's going to be two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing mm-hmm. it. But now you just know like, biggest piece of advice, one day at a time. Yeah. You literally cannot look any farther from today. Just think about what you have to do this one day and just go with it.
1: And then like in regards to eating patterns, like people making banana bread. Oh my God. Check up on the people making banana bread. Because they're probably not okay.
0: Meg just snuck a glance at her browning bananas. I'm like, can we make some? I'm not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Checking on your banana bread. Checking on your banana
1: bread. If you see me (laughs) posting banana bread on my story, mind your damn business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did like last month.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, difficulty sleeping. That's huge. Like, yes, you can see the changing. But if you're like having issues like falling asleep or staying asleep, like me like that's definitely a warning sign and also concentration this is huge like i remember especially like during the full-blown lockdown like i would even have trouble like watching tv oh yeah i was like i literally like can't even follow the show right now Mm -hmm. like i would have to watch something that i had seen 85 times yeah so that like i could just follow it and it wasn't like using brain power
0: what did i watch I think I watched How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. When it first started, because I was like, I need something light.
1: I mean, obviously, Tiger King, but like that was, that I could concentrate on because that was just so fucking weird. So funny. But like, yeah, I think watching like a comfort show or like your favorite like shows or movies definitely helps. Another sign to look out for is worsening of chronic health problems. So if you're seeing a change in like any physical problems you have, that can also be like, a symptom of your anxiety your anxiety just makes everything worse for
0: example for me i it's not very bad but i have eczema mm-hmm. you got eczema you got eczema yes and it's um a lot of times it's related to stress mm-hmm. with with like 95 percent of people it's like related to stress and so stuff like that worsening of chronic conditions
1: definitely like i i've never gone to like a gastroenterologist, but I one thousand percent have GERD, yeah, which is like the gastroesophageal something I'm, reflux. I'm looking at um, the definition, guys. Right. Gastroesophageal reflux disease. Yeah, and that's basically like I've talked about this with my doctor before, and like people that have anxiety, this is another s- side effect of mm-hmm. anxiety is your stomach produces like I think excess acid or something and it goes up your esophagus so I basically have heartburn every day yeah and like it doesn't matter what I eat like I still I could eat nothing and I still have heartburn so I've been taking like Prilosec which helps and I just always have Tums on me but that's like literally all you can do yeah and so like my doctor was like, just be careful because if you're like not taking stuff, it can damage your esophagus and it can lead to cancer down the road. My mom also has it who has anxiety and my uncle does too, her brother, and he is also has anxiety. So I just think it's funny. But I just think it's funny. How? Yeah. So watch out for that. I definitely notice when I'm stressed, it gets like significantly oh, yeah, worse. yeah, For sure. Another sign to look out for is increased use of tobacco, alcohol, and other substances. I know all y'all bitches were getting crunk during lockdown. I kind of wasn't, which is weird.
0: Yeah, like, obviously you guys would listen to the podcast and we would crack, like, an occasional White Claw. White Claw yeah. And, like, my dad picked up, like, a local brewery beer, like, cans
1: from mm-hmm. a store. But, like, that's it. No, like, I really, I was, like, I guess if you have, like, a shitty situation, like, a shitty quarantine yeah. situation like, then I guess, like, I understand the increased drinking, but, like, I was just with my boyfriend and we were literally, like, having the time of our lives. So, it was fine. So, like, I, like, I didn't really feel the need to drink. Like, I think I drink more now not being in full blown lockdown than I did actually in lockdown.
0: But, like, I don't even think when it comes, like, when we do eventually have another lockdown that will really be drinking that much because like i said i mean i was we both had pretty stellar quarantine situations mm-hmm. will miss my family yeah but i don't know but meg also found a really great list obviously not great but our list of who is more at risk for experiencing mental health issues during a pandemic so this is kind of like people that you should look out for if you have anybody on the list that's like in your life you know or you yourself
1: okay T, give yourself some that. slack if yeah. you're someone on this list
0: yeah People who are at higher risk from COVID-19, for example, older people and people of any age with certain underlying medical conditions, this is a big one. Meg and I talk about this constantly. My grandma, Mm -hmm. she lives with my parents, a wonderful woman. She's doing great, but I do worry about her Mm -hmm. because obviously, like... My mom's side of the family has no, like, mental health Mm -hmm. issues related in, like, their family. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't mean that something can't rise, and a lot of people have been getting really sad and really depressed, and so I always make sure to text her or Mm -hmm. see what she's up to. Hi, Grandma, if you're listening. She likes to listen to the podcast when she's on her exercise bike in our basement. Love you, Grandma. So, definitely, she's someone that I like to think about often.
1: My dad has, like, severe asthma, and he literally gets pneumonia, like, every year, so he's someone that i worry about a lot especially because like his doctor basically told him he would probably die if he got it i just make sure like i like when i see my parents like once a month i literally wear a mask and stay like 30 feet away from them yeah because i would actually die if something happened to my dad Yeah, like even
0: like he came over to hang up something Mm -hmm. in our apartment and i stayed in my room yeah
1: like i think We're, we're just very cautious i think like this is always a fear that i've had personally is something happening to my parents yeah like them dying especially so i like have to text like my parents pretty much every day and just be like hey are you okay no i mean (laughs) i think think that's normal because like i need to know because i my mind goes crazy and like if something i'm so close to them that if something happened i would literally like be a fucking basket case Mm -hmm. so like I think this on top of that fear that I already have is like overwhelming Mm -hmm. and like my mom right now is like she works in a school and they have more and more cases every day I actually think they're going to be going remote next week Mm -hmm. she's going to find out tomorrow so I hope that they do yeah but she's nervous that she's going to give it to my dad she already had like a scare so it's it's just like it's so overwhelming and, like, to have to worry about your loved ones. It's just not. It just adds so much stress to your life.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, my grandma, she only goes to, like, the CVS mm-hmm. drive-thru. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's just really difficult because it's, like, I have a mom who works from home, only goes to the mm-hmm. grocery store, and then a dad who, like, works outside. If you guys didn't know, he works at a golf course. Yeah. So, he he does landscaping. Like, yeah. He's not, like, at a restaurant or yeah. something, you know? like i don't know and so like it is really scary to have to go through all of this on top of already having like as mike said earlier generalized anxiety disorder yeah so i don't know it's important to just note that like i don't know check on your friends that have family members at risk as well too
1: yeah it's really important and just like i like anyone that you like maybe if you have like aunts or uncles that are like older and like just really anyone in your life that's like over the age of 50 Maybe reach out, see if they need anything. Yeah. See if they need groceries or something. Yeah. I'm sure. sure they would really appreciate it. Yeah.
0: We're dropping off food to my grandma. Yeah. For, um, saying hello. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just, like, doing something that's safe, mm-hmm. but is also, like, in, safe and respectful, but yeah. is also, like, giving them some sort of human contact. My grandma, who only sees my parents, yeah. I'm like, it'll be nice to just be able to, like, see her. Yeah. Obviously. From afar. <laughs> obviously but. from at least 10 feet away but someone else on the list are
1: children and teens i think it's hard to explain for them at least like what's going on right Mm -hmm. now and like the fact that like they have to wear masks and like they couldn't go trick-or-treating yeah and like all this stuff it's like i i can't even imagine i
0: mean i remember when halloween was canceled because of
1: sandy yeah hurricane sandy and i was like what the hell (laughs) i was like
0: what but like even teenagers too like they're in school right Mm -hmm. now some of them, like, I know my school, like, my hometown school, it's either going, they got rid of the hybrid, so oh. it's either fully in person or fully remote. I don't like that. Which I don't like either, yeah. um, so it seems a lot of people are going fully remote, yeah. but, um, I don't know, it's just really important to check in on them, too, because, like, they're graduating, yeah. doing all the stuff, can't see their friends, like, I don't know, high school is pretty lit for
1: me, so. Yeah, and, like, Especially teenagers, like they need to be around their friends, and yeah. like they need the social interaction, if and they're like, not getting it. That can really affect them. Well, and mentally. this is, and
0: when you're a teen, it's the time that you're fighting with your family mm-hmm. the most, and so it's just not. It's not. It's, yeah, check up on the
1: teens. see yeah. how they're doing.
0: Another group is people caring for family members or loved ones. Very yeah, like one as
1: well. If you're at home with someone that might may, maybe already has like a health condition, mm-hmm. or maybe they do contract COVID and you have to take care of them that's just like that's a lot of pressure and stress it's stressful
0: to like worry that like whether or not you have it yeah it's a lot to carry meg and i literally talk about this all the time this is bleak what we're gonna do like if one of us gets it another group is essential workers who work in the food industry hey (laughs) how y'all doing we are not essential but people try and treat us like we are You, your, your
1: your black coffee
0: is not essential.
1: Yeah. Like, if you can make it at home. You wearing your scrubs
0: to my job is not essential.
1: Yeah. Like, if you can do, just like a rule of thumb, if you can make it at home, don't go out. If you have to
0: wear an N95 to come into my, my coffee shop that I work at, just don't.
1: Yeah. You don't need to.
0: Period. Next. Next one is people who have existing mental health conditions. (laughs) (laughs) i i have that i have that (laughs) y'all are looking at him right here um we are not well dog
1: i am as they say unwell
0: not well another one is people who use substances or have a substance abuse disorder um i talked about on the podcast before that like this blogger that i follow lauren elizabeth she got sober Mm -hmm. during all of this and i was like i don't even know how you do that I would be like, she was like, it's, she was like, literally, this quarantine is like an alcoholic's dream.
1: Well, it's probably easy though, because, like, in a way, like, you're not obligated to do like social things. Yeah. So that makes there's sense. not like pressure from your friends, like, oh, come out, like, let's go to happy hour, mm-hmm. or like, oh, so and so is having a wedding, or like, oh, let's go to a club.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Or like, so you can literally just stay home and like focus on yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Another one is people who have lost their jobs, had their work hours reduced, or other major changes to their employment, which was a lot of people during all
1: of this. Yeah. So I think like that can be like a big source of depression, like especially like if you do lose your job, which I'm sure many people are going to the next couple weeks yeah, months. You just feel like kind of worthless mm-hmm. and like you don't really have, there's not really any productivity going on. You don't have like a routine it's hard and there's
0: nothing to really even work towards
1: because there's no job yeah so it's it's just it's it's tough and there's really nothing you can do um yeah i don't even know what like what advice to give for that just like do whatever you want do whatever makes you feel better
0: another group is people who have disabilities or developmental delay people who are socially isolated from others including people who live alone and people in rural or frontier areas how the hell do people live alone during this
1: i don't know Or, like, not live near anybody. Anybody, like... I couldn't do that normally, let alone in a pandemic. I know. (laughs) People in some racial and ethnic minority
0: groups, it's been proven that black and people of color are affected differently from COVID.
1: Yeah, they have higher rates of, like, community spread and stuff, so Mm -hmm. that's just something
0: to be mindful of. People who do not have access to information in their primary language... This is true. Obviously, not every single person in the U.S. speaks perfect English. Yeah, and that's something to be mindful of.
1: Yeah, and things get lost in translation. So, if you can try and share things like I, on your social media that might have like either like if it's a video, like closed captioning. I love when that people or, have been recently sharing a yeah. lot of
0: um, like infographics with mm-hmm. it in English and then in Spanish. In Spanish, yeah, like I think that. that's really
1: important. And people experiencing homelessness. That was a huge problem during this, like, um, because landlords were just kicking tenants out for not being able to pay their rent during a pandemic and an economic crisis, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But here we are. That's America. And we live in a capitalist country. So, yep, that's it. That, that's that's the tweet. It just it makes me sad. It's shitty. But if you can, if you're in a position to donate, maybe, like, donate to your local food bank or, like you know, you can give food to, a f- like, a food shelter. Yeah, or like, like a really, food bank or something. And then, like, it's getting colder now if you're in, like, the Northeast. Kind of, like, everywhere, I guess, mm-hmm. it's getting colder. So if you can maybe try and, like, donate jackets or anything like that, I think that could be really helpful just for people that are going through a really tough time right now.
0: Mm-hmm literally if you looked in like my google search history like this this is from the cdc right Mm -hmm. this was like my number one search thing was like how to cope with stress during covid like and this is what i was looking at
1: so the final segment we have for this episode is how to cope with stress from covid so i think the one of the most important things you can do is know what to do if you are sick or you suspect that you might have covid maybe like bookmark on your phone or like just something find like a local place that has testing it could be a CVS it could be a hospital it could literally be anything just find a place where they do tests and so you there's no confusion you just you go right there you make an appointment and you go that makes a huge difference also there's like a lot of hospitals that have hotlines i called the Yale New Haven hotline They were great. They were so helpful. They set up an appointment for me to get tested. I had a great experience. Highly recommend. I'm sure literally every hospital in America has the same thing. So just know, know your resources, figure them out beforehand because when you're sick and you don't feel good you're just really scared and the last thing you want to do is be panicking trying to find information if you already know it it takes the guesswork away and it just helps so much well and that's one of the worst parts about anxiety too yeah. is like not knowing things so especially because like none of us have ever lived through a pandemic so like we don't know how to do this we don't know how to get tested and stuff we've no one's ever lived through this so like i don't know you have to figure it out and i think figuring out before it, the bad thing actually happens helps a lot so like it's kind of the same reasoning with, like, fire drills. Like, you practice in case there is a fire. Yeah. So that when there is one, you know what to do.
0: That was a good analogy.
1: Okay. Also, like, you could figure out maybe, like, support services. So, like, whether that be counseling or therapy whether it's like you know domestic abuse hotline like anything like that we're going to be sharing a list of all these numbers that you can call like just hotlines so that you have all the resources available to you just try and find that stuff ahead of time if you want you can save our post it'll be up on monday i'll post it like in a carousel so that you guys can see it or maybe, like, share it with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, just spread spread the resources. I think that's the most important thing that we can do right now to help ourselves and others. Take care of your emotional health. Doing that will just help you think clearly and react to ur- the urgent needs to protect yourself and your family. Like we said before, like, if you're in panic mode, like, if you or someone that you love is sick, just have to figure this shit out ahead of time, I promise you. Like, it'll help so much. And just, like, being aware of your emotions... And, like, dealing with them in a healthy way will just make the situation that much smoother. This is something that we both have done personally. Taking breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories. Oh, my God. Including those on social media. Like, taking a break from social media helps so much, especially. I literally have and to news sources.
0: Snapchat and Twitter. Because yeah. I was like, I already know that Corona is a thing. Well, I mean, now I've been reading the news more, but especially when the... Election. like, the virus first started yeah. and everything, like, I, like, I don't know, like... That's
1: all we did was research it. That was
0: all, in like, I wasn't leaving my parents' house, like, mm-hmm. I was just staying indoors, I was like, I don't need to keep reading up on this and all of this death and, like, literal sorrow when I'm just not doing anything.
1: Yeah. And like, it's just, if you're personally struggling, like reading like and consuming all this negative stuff doesn't help you. I think it's important to know what's going on. But I don't think you necessarily need to know like minute by minute. I think if you really want to, you could check like maybe once a week mm-hmm. or like once every couple of days to see like what's going on in the world. Something that I also appreciate is that, like, I think on, like, social media networks and, like, websites, you can filter out certain topics. Yeah. So, like, if you don't want to read about the coronavirus, like, you can figure that out and, like say that you don't want to hear about that or read about it and then it'll filter all that stuff out so you don't have to see it.
0: Yeah, like, I know even on YouTube, like, um, I recommend it. It would be, like, coronavirus news and Mm -hmm. I would you can hit, like, not interested (laughs) and, like, it would stop
1: showing them. Yeah, so I think it's important to just, like, be aware of your triggers. Mm -hmm. Just take care of your body. Take deep breaths meditate, take a shower, do a face mask. I think taking care of yourself physically can also like make you want to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally. So I think just by doing little things for yourself, it'll become full circle. Mm -hmm. Try and eat healthy, but it's also okay if you don't. Yeah. So it's it's okay if you eat the banana bread. I think like eating healthy definitely does help it. Like it makes you physically feel better, Mm. but like there's nothing wrong with like eating cake Yeah. If you want it. Have your cake and eat it too. Like a lot of people have said that they like gain weight during quarantine. And like that's okay. Like as long as like you're surviving and making it through the day. Like your weight is like the last thing you should be worried about right now. You could try exercising if that helps. That's a huge stress reliever. But it doesn't have to be like super high intense cardio like it could literally just be you going for a stroll around the block or like you doing a 100 jumping jacks in your apartment like Mm -hmm. just literally anything to just like move around a little bit get plenty of sleep that's way easier said than done but if you can try to go to bed early try and stay off your phone turn off the tv something that i find helps me a former insomniac is reading yeah and just reading a book kind of like in a dimly lit room Because then your eyes get strained and then you're like, okay, I'm tired. Time to go to bed. That that definitely, like, that pretty much always works for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then avoid excessive alcohol and drug use. This Uh is actually, like, based in science just because, like, especially alcohol is a depressant. So it makes you, like, literally more depressed. It really makes you sad. So, like, especially me, like, I'm not really supposed to drink on my medication. Like, it's not, like, not allowed, but it's also not, like, recommended. Mm -hmm. My doctor said that, like, I can have a couple of drinks, but I shouldn't get like blackout drunk because, it, like, the next day, like especially I've noticed, like, if I get really drunk the next day, I'm like so fucking depressed. Yeah. So like, I think you—that's just something that you should be mindful of. But like, sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. I had fun For yesterday. A good night. Yeah. But yeah, maybe don't take that advice. Yeah. Um. Because again, I am unwell. <laughs> make time to unwind and just try and do things that you like doing if you like scrapbooking fucking scrapbook if you like to knit if you if you like to i don't know like watch serial killer documentaries you go and do that you just do whatever makes you happy because that's all we have right now yeah (laughs) if that's making banana bread then make the damn bread yeah if that's buying multiple stuffed animals oh yeah speaking of guys um I have an obsession with Squishmallows. I don't know if you know that. I am um, I really want to get sponsored by them because I literally love them. Wait, that would be so cute. They're the softest, most comfortable things. I have like a large one. She's an octopus and she's like tie-dye rainbow colored. And her name is Opal and I love her and I lay on her. And she's so comfortable and just like soothing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I purchased her at Costco, actually, and it's cool because they also have, like, a Disney collab. It's actually dope. You can buy, like, Mickey and Minnie, and they're so cute, Mm -hmm. and then I'm, like, I'm not a Disney adult, but I'm, like, damn, those are, like, really cute. (laughs) They also have Chewbacca, but the true star of the show is Baby Yoda, and I went to Costco looking for Baby Yoda, but, of course, he was sold out, and he's also sold out online, so it's just so tragic. I don't think I'll ever get my hands on him, but if I do, if someone could please get him for me, if you see him at Costco and I will pay for the shipping and handling (laughs) as well. And maybe give you a little tip. Um, I just really need baby Yoda. But anyway, so I ended up getting Opal and I loved her. And then the next day, Aaron and I were like, hey, like, do you want (laughs) to go to Walgreens and look at more Squishmallows? Because like they have a Christmas collection. Yeah. And I really like wanted the Christmas collection because it's just really cute. And so I ordered a Christmas tree on Amazon, and her name is Carol. And like, she. Like
0: these are the names that they come with, guys. Like yeah, not- like
1: they're. Her, she's literally perfect in every way. She's coming tomorrow, and I can't wait to see her. I'm probably gonna post it. And so we went to Walgreens, and I picked up a reindeer. And she's really cute, and I like her a lot. And I'm also going to be displaying her this holiday season.
0: Displaying her. Um,
1: so, yeah, I'm just really excited. And Squishmallows, I feel like, are a great present for anyone of any age. They're great to lay on. Um, there was a sale on them, so I actually got one for free, and I gave it to Erin.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like a pale pink, I guess, and blue cheetah leopard leopard is a leopard and her name is Liv, yeah. l-i-v
1: and she's just so cute and you know, I've, I've been holding her this whole episode <laughs> yeah. so. they're like, so like me rocking back and forth talking about my suicidal ideations like yeah like guys i'm literally in my 20s and i went to fucking multiple stores to get stuffed animals i literally don't leave my house except to go to work <laughs> In the (laughs) grocery store, but I had to get these stuffed animals for my mental health. If something makes you happy, you do it, okay? Period. Um, Period. Another thing to keep in mind is to connect with others. So just, like, talk to people. Like, whether that's, like, your neighbor, or your friend, or your mom, or, like, fucking anybody that will listen to you. Just say, like, hey, having a tough time right now. You could talk to your therapist on BetterHelp. You could talk to your journal.
0: That <laughs> you too. can talk
1: to your pillow at night when you cry into it, <laughs> like I do. Me talking to my Squishmallow. Yeah, you can talk to your Squishmallow, to <laughs> <So> Baby Yoda. <laughs> I would li- I want to like buy Baby Yoda and then put him on like a fireplace altar and just have like a shrine to him. Yeah. Because I just love him.
0: But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely a longer one, but I feel like it's just stuff that like we had to talk about and i think there's a lot of great resources and like just i don't know maybe points that you didn't think of yeah i feel like
0: literally i mean we're coming up on the one year anniversary of love you mean it Ah, ah, we're getting a cake and i'm so excited i feel like every few weeks or so we'd be like oh let's do a mental health episode oh let's do a mental health episode and i feel like in the past like few months we've been giving out so much like mental health advice or like mm-hmm. talking to friends through their journey and stuff and i was like okay we need to sit down and like actually record this episode because we have a lot to say
1: yeah and like if you guys want some good supplements to this episode we did an episode with lindsey Rem who is actually Lindsay Rompolsky. You can find her on Instagram. She's a graphic designer and YouTuber. She also has generalized anxiety disorder. It was really exciting for me because I've never met someone that had it. It was such a cute conversation. So we, she was like, oh my God, I have that. And like we were just like ta- like reminiscing about our childhoods and it was literally the exact same thing. Um, and so it was just really cool to talk to her about that. And then we also talked to a licensed therapist. Her name is Brynn Sicipio. Um, All her information is in the notes of that episode and on the Instagram post. You can find her Instagram. I can link both of them down below for you guys. Um, She had so much good insight of just like about when it's time to get therapy, how to find one, like just and like what your therapist wants for you and stuff like that. Like what to expect out of therapy. Yeah. And it's from like a licensed therapist. So and we can just really tell like how much
0: you guys really value this mental health information because mm-hmm. the episode with Lindsay was our most listened to episode ever. And the one with Brand is our our fifth most listened yeah. to. So, I mean, clearly you guys really have yeah. some shit going on too. And like we said, we're always here for you. Even if you feel like you have nobody in your corner, we do. Like, like we're in your corner.
1: Yeah, and we love you and we mean it.
0: Love you, mean it. See you Monday. Bye.